The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is our very first show of 2011. It is the 12th, 13th, oh my goodness, I have no idea. Anyway, it is uh, the 12th of January, uh, one minute after the hour, and I'm broadcasting from Pacific Coast Time here in sunny, uh, well actually rainy, but warm San Diego. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always. Dave Davies uh, from Beanstalk SEO, our usual co-host, is um, doing the usual thing. He's skiing in Whistler. So I'm flying solo today, but friends, we have an amazing show for you today. We have Lee Evans and Becky Ryan from the their new company, Lebec Integrated Marketing, and people who've been around the search marketing world for um, well for a couple of years. Know and love Lee and Becky. They're going to be coming up at about a uh, quarter after, maybe 20 after the hour. And, uh, well, again, I'm flying solo, so we have Sir Brasco hopefully sitting somewhere near the co pilot seat. Brasco, how's things going down there in South Florida? Present. It's cold. The, another cold front came down here um, last night, so it's, it's been hot and cold, hot and cold, and, you know, I'm glad this is maybe the third day this year I actually haven't felt sick. Because it's been, it's been crazy. Man, Holiday hangover, got, Afcon hangover. You have got that flu that is going, that is ripping through the tech community right now. Everyone I know has had it in the last uh, two or three weeks. I had it just before Christmas, and yeah, uh, takes you down for three or four days, but you feel the effects of it for for a couple of weeks afterwards. Yeah, comparing cough medicines gets a little boring after a while. I don't, I, I don't know why. I mean, in Canada, we have this cough medicine, Buckley's Mixture. I recommend I recommend it wholeheartedly. Um, in America, you guys don't have it. It's really too bad. But it would have you lickety split. It has been a uh, busy week in the in the tech world. Um, lots of stuff going down. Um, you know what Saturday is? This, this is Saturday? Wait, wait, yeah, say- this Saturday, Saturday the 15th, this is going to make you feel old. Saturday is Wikipedia's 10th anniversary. Wow. Yeah, 10 years of the of the people edited uh, encyclopedia. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's been, there's been a lot of uh, derision of Wikipedia over the years, but of all the crowdsourcing experiments... That that have been tried. I, I obviously Wikipedia is by it's by far the most most successful. And I got to say that as a as an online encyclopedia or as a starting point for ref, as a reference guide for research, Wikipedia is getting remains pretty damn amazing. So you know Jimmy Wales and all the Wikipedians out there, um, congratulations, folks! Ten years. That's amazing. 
Now, staying on the uh, the wiki theme right now, I've been uh, hot and cold, up and down, um, on uh, on my thoughts about WikiLeaks. In some ways, as a uh, you know, as a, as a conscious person who understands how government and diplomacy works, um, WikiLeaks can be can be kind of scary. Um, putting out information, uh, just dumping information, often without context, into the into the public realm is, uh, well, could be seen as, as quite irresponsible. But at the same time, WikiLeaks has brought to light information that the mainstream media really should have been covering, but for one reason or another isn't. And, uh, you know, in, in an era where investigative journalists are either getting laid off by sh- by shrinking newsrooms with shrinking news-gathering budgets, or where the media feels cowarded by the government or by public opinion, an organization like WikiLeaks is, in fact, doing investigative journalism by exposing information that has, has been brought to them from one source or another. The most recent uh, WikiLeaks controversy, of course, comes from the the leak of about one-tenth of 250,000 documents that were leaked, um, allegedly leaked, by uh, uh, a U.S. Army private, uh, Manning, and it has caused, uh, well... I was about to say it's caused embarrassment to the American diplomatic community, but in fact, I would argue it hasn't. Um, I, I would suggest that the, the leaks have actually shown a mature, uh, sometimes humorous, but a mature assessment of the world situation from the American diplomatic corps. Um, it's revealed some very embarrassing and some very controversial things. Um, the U.S. government taking DNA samples of U.N. representatives for whatever purpose. But what's bothering me now, what's really bothering me is the controversy, the continued controversy around Julian Assange, the um, founder and uh, de facto head of WikiLeaks. Um, I guess what's, what's, what's bothering me is the story's not about Julian Assange. The story should not be about this straw man, this, this uh, Australian fellow now living under house arrest in England, fighting off charges in Sweden. It shouldn't be about him. It should be about the stories that are being leaked by WikiLeaks. This is what journalism is supposed to be about. We're not reporting on a superstar webmaster. We should be reporting on the information being brought to light. And it it introduces a, a curious question about what we're going to do in the new media age. There's... You know, as 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 we all know, we're all most of us are Facebook users. There's no such thing as privacy in the internet age. So how can governments, diplomats, uh, armed forces, etc., also expect to be able to conduct their affairs behind a veil in secret in an age where, with the push of a button, we can communicate um, reams of data around the world? So the question is, what's going to happen with journalism? How is our society going to react and evolve and and figure out what the new acceptable is 
if we keep hounding this one fellow, Julian Assange, and not actually having an open conversation on the free flow of information. And I, 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 I would suggest that that free flow of information has been greatly curtailed since the attacks of September 11th, almost a decade ago. And while I understand the media's reluctance to take on controversial subjects in the, in the wake of September 11th, I think that's bad for democracy, bad for the evolution of our society, and I really think that, you know, we who take the time to speak to the public, to share our views, to try to interpret the world around us, really need to start looking at the the the, the crux of the real stories here. And the, the real story is not some 39-year-old former hacker, now webmaster of WikiLeaks. The real story is information is flowing freely, and we have to evolve to deal with it. Well, Jim, um, think, uh, if yeah. I can, if I can just jump in for a second, if you're talking about that, what needs to happen is journalism is, needs to go back to objectivity. <laughs> Having to go ahead and just like look into the evil of some idiot like a Julian Assange or just the guy that you know the, that shot the representative in Arizona last week, you know, looking for the bad in people. It's you know, why are we talking about the people that are that are evil that are just heinous kind of personas and trying to get into their mind, their psyche, and trying to find out who they are? That kind of information is not important to me. It's more important to find out what the information is is out there, gather it, and let us decide what to do with it. Well, indeed, and I think I think in part we can blame the uh, shrinking shrinking newsrooms for a loss of objectivity. Yeah, um, and in part I think uh, you know I can point fingers at Fox News. I can point oh, fingers. All right. At, right, here we go. I can point fingers at MSNBC on the left. Whatever. The real place we have to point our fingers is back at ourselves. We're the ones who ask for this. We're the ones who tune in. We're the ones who give um, Rush Limbaugh or, on the other side, Keith Olbermann, their power. Well, no, we didn't ask We're for this. Audience. This is what's being brought to us. We're being yes, shoveled this every day. Well, yes, we are. I know. But you know what? If somebody, if somebody serves me something on my plate that I just find yucky or reprehensible... I don't have to eat it. I don't have to take it in. I can choose to turn the channel. Yeah, but you know what? I can what? choose to write a letter. I can choose to demand better in my society and in my culture. I but rather be the, rather than be informed, we'd rather be entertained. That's why reality television has become so popular, okay? It's cheaper to make. Same thing like with news. It's just it can be made cheap, and it's not expensive to get put together, and it's going to entertain you and people do not want to go ahead and learn about, you know, they want to be, be informed about a, a war in Afghanistan. They want to learn about what Snooky's doing next, okay? Well, as I, as I said, we can choose to do better. And, you know, the, the, the truth is, democracy relies on an informed public. The society that our grandparents or great-grandparents fought and died for, that uh, people died in, in Vietnam for, or in Korea, or in more in more recent wars. You know these these soldiers rightly believe they're off fighting for democracy. And what do we do to honor their sacrifice? We trample the whole concept of our responsibilities in democracy. 
us the citizen, we the people. Well, you know, hopefully something um, transformative can come from the events of last Saturday in Tucson, Arizona. And that transformation, I believe, has to happen in all of us as individuals before it can happen in the greater republic. Um, and one of those things, one of those transformations is we have to ask our government, my government in Canada, your government in America, to uh, ratchet it down a little bit, ratchet down the rhetoric, and also stop invading our freedoms. Stop reading my emails. Don't pull over people like Jacob Applebaum, a security researcher, a Tor developer, and a volunteer with WikiLeaks who cannot enter this country. He's an American citizen, but he can't enter this country without being pulled over by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol to have his computers and cell phones downloaded into their systems and, you know, probably have back doors added to his systems. Why do we harass people who are simply doing a job that we honored Woodward and Bernstein for. We got to stop doing that. We got to start treating information purveyors if they're if they're handing out honest information, true information. Um, I see Julian Assange as a journalist more than a webmaster, more than a hacker, and this is the direction journalism seems to be going in. Um, we as a society have to start figuring out what the new norms are and accept them. And here's the thing: it's changing faster than we can debate it. That's one of the one of the one of the most interesting facets of the internet is it changes our culture faster than our culture can keep up. But the change is happening. Denying it or trying to stem the flow of it is a useless and, in my my mind, anti-democratic exercise. So. <laughs> Um, I really wanted to get that out of my system. I'm becoming a grudging supporter of WikiLeaks, but only because of the harassment they're facing. Three weeks ago, I thought they were quite irresponsible. But again, the reaction of the of of the governments, uh, the Canadian government, the American government, the British government, the Australian government, the Swedish government, etc., has made me think. You know what? Maybe, just maybe. Julian Assange and the rest of the staff at WikiLeaks are actually doing us a favor. And yeah, you know what? Freedom can be embarrassing. Free speech can be embarrassing. Freedom of information can be messy. But it's what we built our culture on. And, you know, you on the right, me on the left, the, one of the things we can absolutely agree on is this is, is we have one of the strongest and freest and uh, most innovative cultures ever. We risk losing that. But we risk losing that because Snooky is more interesting than real information. Because Lindsay Lohan is more, inf- is more interesting than uh, finding out why 5,500 troops have died in Iraq. Um, and countless Iraqi civilians. You know, this is being done in our name. This is being done with our tax dollars. 
we really owe it to ourselves and owe it to our children to start asking questions. It doesn't matter, left wing, right wing, Bush, Obama. It doesn't matter. That, that, that's, you know what, I think that's so passe. Especially after the events of last Saturday. We're all in this together. We are a, you know, um, Canada and America, we're cousins. We're siblings. Um, we are Western democracy. And Western democracy is, in my mind, again, the, 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 the system that, 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 that is strongest, smartest, most innovative, and, yeah, often most messy. But, uh, you know, love it or lose it, friends. Use it or lose it. And uh, if we stop being responsible, we lose it. And, um, you know, based on the alternatives, um, friends, you want this. Trust me. It's messy and gross and uh, controversial. And, you know, George, you and Brasco, you and I argue all the time about politics. But you know what? I'm allowed my opinion. You're allowed your opinion. And I love that. I would not want to live in a society where I had to censor my opinion. Well, you just wish you had that radio show that we had talked about a while back where we would have shot back, you know, uh, verbal uh, stuff at each other all day long. Well, I'm not, you know what? In hindsight, I'm not so sure I want that. I, I would have wanted that unless we could have, like, you know, been giving actionable research information to people instead of just uh, the the back and forth. Um, I'm right. You're I'm right. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. Um, you're a commie. You're a fascist. Kind of argument. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> but then again, we're trying to entertain I here. I am so not a commie, <laughs> but we're entertaining here, so that wouldn't work here. Well, yes, my, you see, that's the, and that's the uh. whole problem. It's not about entertainment; it's about news. It's about informing people. Um, and and I, I see where you're coming from. Like, if we don't entertain, the audience goes away. The audience goes away, then. Nobody listens, nobody listens, nobody advertises, nobody advertises, no radio station. Um, I understand that. So maybe, as I said, instead of, point, instead of me pointing at Sarah Palin, or Sarah Palin pointing at the, um, well, you know what, Sarah Palin's a bad example, because that's just going to get me going, because she's so stupid. But um, instead of me pointing at the right and the right pointing at the left, again, we got to point at ourselves. Because we're all in this together, right or left. This is our future. This is our society. Friends, get interested in real information. It takes a couple more seconds to think about than Snooky's boobs. What? You know, I've never even seen Jersey Shore. I don't know if Snooky has boobs or not. I just assume she does because she's on TV. Um, but, uh, yeah. Again, friends, we can do better. we got to do better. Um, and also... We have maybe one more minute to talk before we bring on two of the most wonderful people in the industry, uh, Lee and Becky. And I just want to touch on a European Union antitrust investigation. Um, they're looking into Google again. Does Google manipulate organic or natural search results to please high-spending paid advertisers? European antitrust regulators are asking Google advertisers a number of questions about Google's practices. Um, European antitrust investigators are asking advertisers in a long survey whether Google ever suggested they increase spending in return for improved visibility in organic search results. 
Or has Google stymied their attempts to move their business away from Google? An investigation began at the EU on November 30th after complaints from businesses in the United Kingdom, France, and Germany. And uh, while they're looking at cases that date back to 2005, still an interesting, uh, still an interesting investigation and something that we should all be um, both aware of and um, I'd suggest worried about. Um, Google itself says repeatedly you cannot buy your way into the organic listings, although Google Places and the costs associated with Google Places sort of belies that claim. But that claim would have been true back in 2005. So we'll see where this one goes. It's definitely worth keeping an eye on, and it may force Google to either explain its business practices or alter its business practices if, in fact, the EU finds that Google was allowing people to buy their buy their organic placement. Something SEO should be um, very concerned about. This is um, our job and our, our, our world. Um, it is coming up to 20 after the hour, uh, 21 after the hour by one clock, 20 after the hour by another clock. I get confused out here on the left coast. Um, so I think we have to take a break here on Webcology, but friends, stick around. We're coming back with Lee Evans and Becky Ryan. They've just formed a new company, uh, the Beck Integrated Marketing. And, uh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to save my praise for them for the intro. That intro is coming up in about two minutes. You're listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Landing. Hello, all. Can everybody hear each other okay? I can hear you. Becky? I can hear Excellent. I I just, okay, cool. I just want to jump in real quick and make sure everybody was good before we got back in. All right, hang on. We'll be back in about two minutes. Get me more visitors to my site. Turn on other traffic streams. Sign up more affiliates. Buy banner ads. Uh, pay more for pay-per-click. Hire the top SEO company. The list goes on and on. Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. We spend all of our day driving traffic. And unfortunately, what happens when that traffic hits our landing page has been largely neglected. The landing page is the most powerful driver of conversion and profits that you have at your disposal. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. 
And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm, where we have been banned from talking about Snooki. Um, uh, however, if we can't talk about Snooki, we can talk about Tina Tequila. Oh no. <laughs> and there's a reason I wanna. Friends, we have on the air Lee Evans and Becky Ryan from the Beck Integrated Marketing, a uh, company that they actually just formed um, in the last couple of months and I guess went mega public with in the last couple of weeks. Um, Lee, Becky, welcome to Webcology. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Um, and uh, incidentally, uh, to the somebody in the chat room, thank you, honey. You're right, it is Tila, Tila, Tequila. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to say honey, but that's, that's the chat name she's using. Um, at any rate, uh, the reason I wanted to... I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about Snooki, I really don't want to talk about Tila Tequila, but Tila Tequila re, uh, reminds me of MySpace, and in a few minutes late, I do want to talk about MySpace, because there's been some weird action happening there, and and Lee Evans, you are known around the industry as one of the preeminent social media experts, so I'm going to want your opinion on this, but before we get to that, I just want to give, give a quick introduction of, uh, of the two guests. Becky Ryan is known and loved by, well anyone who's been in the industry over the years. Um, cutting her teeth at Bruce Clay Incorporated, then moving to Trillion, um, Becky became known as one of the premier salespeople on the trade show floor and one of the best um, deal makers out there. If uh, you know the best deal is one where both, pe- where both sides walk away feeling that they, they got the better half, Becky was always able to work that sort of stuff out, and uh, I'm so pleased that she's uh, she's working with our other guest, Lee Evans. Lee Evans is also known and loved by by uh, folks in the industry. Um, 
author of uh, one of the preeminent guides to social social media marketing, um, and is you know has seriously carved a space in the industry as a social media expert. They've gotten together to form Lebec Integrated Marketing, and uh, well, a congratulations. And um, I, I'm not sure who I'm directing this question to, but I guess the first question is why. You both had great careers, but you decided to join forces. Why? Do you want me to go first, Lee? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get my speaking uh, done. Before Lee comes in all about the social media and MySpace, that's going to be something interesting. Uh, back in uh, a couple months ago, Lee and I were going in a, a parallel situation, even though one's East Coast, one's West Coast, and we ended up having a very in-depth conversation about what our goals are. And we found that the two of us really had ideas that needed to merge. And we wanted to make something cohesive, especially taking the online media, the offline, integrating it. And we also wanted to help all businesses of all sizes to get on the bandwidth and going forward. And we were, we were getting calls. And the only way we could do it is to be making a bigger company or else it was going to be subdividing a whole bunch of sales. And I wanted to keep it in one package and take care of everybody. Lee said, that's exactly where I want to go. And we merged together. Lee, would you like to add anything? Well, it it became too a lot with the book. A lot of people were coming to me when I was at my previous employer saying, hey, I want to I want to make sure you're working on my marketing plan. I want to make sure you, you're the person that will be that person, and and the other company couldn't, you know, guarantee that. So uh, I started talking with Becky, uh, and it it just made sense because we complement each other a lot of different ways, uh, and it at the end of the day, it was just cohesiveness that that put everything together and. It really works really nice because a lot of our clients that we have now really need that integrated marketing approach of research and, and making sure you're measuring and, and developing strategies that work throughout all the different channels, not just social media, not just SEO, but PPC, email, public relations, offline and, and online integration. So as, as Becky said, it just it, it was cohesive and it makes sense. You two have come together, and you're offering a very, a wide array of services in the uh, internet or digital marketing space. Um, but you know, when you get down to it, you only have four hands between you. How do you um, how do you cover so much ground um, as, as a two person company? We're not just two people. <laughs> we had to rapidly grab people and hire people. Over the last, what, six weeks, Lee? It's between six and eight weeks. We first started off with Liz Abel, uh, who's able, she's able reach. Everybody knows her as able reach and create a site forums. Uh, And she's just a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal person that understands web design and and SEO and how those two things work together. And then we, we picked up Eric and Frank to help us with more of the analytics and the, the financial and the PPC end of things because they have really good analytical minds. And then we, we picked up Kim Krauss-Berg, who's 
helping us with SEO and usability and, and all that. So uh, it's not just Becky and I, but we have a, a decent team with us that we believe that can help that can help our clients be much more um, much more efficient at what they're doing. Both of you came into this as you know, very well-known personalities in the community um, b- before establishing Lebec. Do you think you'd have been able to do this had you just, um, if you were just entering the industry or if you were less well-known? Um, has your notoriety helped build the company? I-, I believe the book itself, you know, writing writing a book and, and people realizing that, hey, you know, that she might really know something <laughs> definitely helped. Um with, with that and and I think it definitely helps because we have built-in networks that we know how to use especially Becky Becky has a phenomenal network I'm impressed every day <laughs> when I find out that she knows this person or or that person I, I'm still thinking it's funny who you look like can we even tell that story no, no. okay shoot okay <laughs> okay give us some drinks at the next show and we're gonna tell you about some stuff. <laughs> But to go back on, we're at a show with these girls. Remember, we got to bring a microphone. (laughs) Yes, we do. Well, when it comes back to network, we also and um, had clients. And if somebody's going to start a new company right now, it's having somewhat of a foundation of clients that pays the bills before you can go ahead and leap. And by having Lee part of the equation, we weren't addressing is I was calling Lee up. Going, I have another client. When can I get you? When can I get you? <laughs> and there was a need and a strong desire for me to pull Lee in. I'm happy that we're partners, but I actually sought her. I needed her experience for the clients. As you grow, um, as the as the co-founders of the company. Um are you, are you still going to be able to keep your fingers on the pulse of your clients, or are you expecting to uh, act more as, uh, in a managerial role? I, I'm going to hope that I can always keep, uh, like, a, at least, you know, a, a hand on the, the pulse of the client and understand what's going on um, and and help train train our employees to do things the way that our clients expect them to. And um, wh- with who we have now, that's that's not an issue there you know they've they've read my book they understand how Becky runs uh, you know her clients and how um, how we're running you know social media or integrating these strategies and we have processes in place that help help uh, us still keep uh, a hand in on those those clients I don't want to ever have a client not think that they can't call me or they can't email me or they can't you know skype me or i am me and say hey lee what do you think about this or what do you think about that or or the same with becky uh i I don't want to ever grow that big that i'm not going to know who my clients are and that i can't talk to them on a one-on-one basis i i don't want to be seen as like a huge digitas or or any of those i want to still keep a a somewhat uh you know one-on-one relationship with the clients well, will that require you to limit your client base? Um, I mean, like one of the problems with 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 digital services, uh, especially as a service provider, is Lee, you're not scalable. Becky, you're not scalable. I mean, you're Lee, you're Becky. There's only one of each of you. 
um, well, you have to limit the size of your client base uh, in order to, to, you know, keep those intimate relationships. Can I, I answer that? Yeah. <laughs> We'd absolutely love to entertain that, that possibility of having to limit. But Lee and I are very, very social. Same with you, Jim. We can handle a lot. We're on Facebook. We're on MySpace. They have our emails, our cell phones. To have a situation where we'd have to say we're not accessible, that's beyond something I can foresee anytime soon. But see, this is the problem I'm having uh, in, in, my, in my own business. Um, there's only, I'm afraid, 24 hours in a day, and um, at least eight of them I want for sleeping and snoozing. Um, <laughs> a couple of them I need for eating, and, you know, I really like, you know, getting away from the keyboard for at least one hour a day. How do you find the time? It's, uh, it is a challenge, but I, I have... This is such a part of my life that um, it, it's it's part of what I what I do, and it's sometimes it's hard to turn off. Like I'll have friends say, uh, "Put the phone down." <laughs> uh, you're 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 eating with us. Put the phone down. But uh, to me, this is like second nature doing this stuff, and I'm always looking for opportunities for clients or for us to to talk or share or exchange experiences and, and you know, putting those together. But, you know, there are times where you have to just turn off and walk away. But I don't, I don't see, for me, and it's just the way I have been since coming on to the Internet, uh, it's not, I don't see it as a problem for me. Now, I can't speak to Becky because <laughs> Becky's got a different personality than me, so. Yeah, because I eat, sleep dream breathe this that when I have to put the phone down the internet down it really is almost like going through AA <laughs> please stop freeze get away from that and I just couldn't imagine not being hands on with our clients I want to know so does Lee ASAP we want to know even before it happens you know how the, the Windows operating system is kind of like built on the kernel, on the same kernel that was developed in like, what, 1983, 1984? And they're just yeah. like building on layer upon layer upon layer afterward. Sometimes I feel the SEO industry is like that. We have practices that date back to the earliest days, but new innovations, new technologies, um, and massively increased bandwidth have both allowed us and required us to do a lot more in uh, you know a lot more tasks per client in every in every uh, marketing campaign. How do you see Lebec growing to meet new technologies and new task groups? Do you want to take that back? I was gonna, I was going to say you divided this up. We've already gone and hit each area and categorized it. We're looking at building tools to handling smaller clients. I We do want to have a company that each individual prioritizes is, pri is hmm. help me out on this one, Lee. We've made sure that we've established, like we have one person strictly for analytics. We have one person that's going to be helping build the tools. We have one person such as yourself, Lee, who's going the social media round. 
And so what we, we've set in place and, and we've started is uh, building processes so that it, someone, we could take someone that, that is just starting off in the business and teach them the process that we have in place and, and transfer our knowledge to them so they can grow and then and then move up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about being efficient. And I think that these technologies that are out there now um, that help us uh, be able to manage so many different things and multitask. I don't think there's a, a day that I don't have, you know, 10 tabs open on, on, you know, on a browser and flipping back and forth. But these tools allow us to be a lot more efficient than we were 10 years ago. I don't think we would be able to do what we're doing now uh, for some of our clients if we didn't, if we didn't have some of these tools. So, I think they allow us to be a lot more efficient for our clients and for our clients' uh, resources to be managed a little bit better. For the time being, we have to leave it at that. We've been talking about the uh, the past and the present. And when we come back from break, I'd like to talk about the future, where um, both of you see the industry going. It's 20 to the hour, so we have to take a break here at Web College of Webmaster Radio and FM, friends. Stick around. We have Lee Evans and Becky Ryan from the Beck Integrated Marketing. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm, with the Internet Marketing Channel. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure, from slick, effective 30-second commercials to detailed, informative 30-minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners and podcasters of not just shows like Market Edge and Domain Masters, but anyone looking for ways to market their business with your product. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Weapons of Mass Marketing, presented by RavenTools.com. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And uh, Dave would be here, except he's uh, skiing in Whistler again. Um, but we are blessed to be joined by Becky Ryan and Lee Evans from the Beck Integrated Marketing. Uh, Becky and Lee, welcome back. Um, want to talk a little bit about the future, and I'm afraid to look at the future. Sometimes we have to look at the past. There's been some interesting action around the uh, social media network MySpace in the last couple of days. Uh, major layoffs at MySpace, in fact. Um, 40% of their staff was were shown the door on Tuesday. Lee, I guess I should direct this question to you. Is there still a space at MySpace? Um, I, I can see that they're, I mean, I think they're going to have to adapt. They do have an audience, which is mainly musicians. And unless Facebook turns around and does something specifically for uh, musicians and and singers, songwriters, you know, people people in that that uh, niche. Uh, I don't it, unless Facebook goes and does something. Then I, I think MySpace still has somewhat of a purpose, although it's not going to be near as huge or influential as what they once were. They, you know, I, I think when News Corp bought them, they thought, oh well. You know, we could just keep going the way it is and not have to do anything, change and adapt to the times or what people want to connect or how they want to connect or what they want to share. And they never they never adapted. I mean, it's the same. It's the same way it is um, when when I first signed up back in like 2005 or 2006. Uh, it's not it, it hasn't evolved. It hasn't changed where you see Facebook is is usually Every three months, you see something new coming out from Facebook, and they're adapting and and moving. And that's why they, you know, started to uh, surpass MySpace, and now basically has left, you know, MySpace in the dust. Oh, indeed. Um, I think uh, Facebook is still growing at uh, in the tens or hundreds of thousands of users per month, where MySpace actually shed about fifty thousand users. Um, in uh, 2010, um, does Facebook run the same risks of uh, of becoming irrelevant? Is is I mean, Facebook is everything right now. Is there a chance that Facebook won't be in the future? Well, if they would stop, uh, if they would stop adapting and paying attention to how people use Facebook, because they. I think they're just along the same lines as Amazon, how Amazon monitors how people are using their site to make it more efficient. I think Facebook is is doing something similar in that way because they add things before, you know, in the beginning we didn't have, in Facebook, you didn't have the ability to tag photos. And when you were able to tag photos, that opened a huge area for them to connect people. And I mean, right now, if, if you get tagged in a photo, you get sent an email, and what do you do? You go out and you look at that photo. So, you know, they're bringing people into Facebook by allowing people to connect. And if they keep doing that, you know, finding ways to allow people to connect and engage and, and share their experiences, uh, I don't see them becoming a MySpace any time in the near future. 
But if somebody else, if another network comes in and figures out how to do it better, then my, you know, Facebook might have a, a problem. But I don't see that happening right now. I don't think there's a Facebook killer, and I don't think we really need one at this point. Okay. Um, well, to, sticking on the on the realm of social media, the other great player in social media right now is Twitter. And I'm not really sure that we're sure what Twitter is or can become yet. Um, is there a future for Twitter? Is it is it going to stick around or is it a flash of the pan? Oh, I think Twitter is pretty much here to stay, and especially when companies can figure out how to use it right. Uh, and it's not Twitter is not for every company. Facebook is not for every company. It's about you really have to do the research and find out where those conversations are. Because if the conversations, uh, the quality, I, I should, uh, you know, qualify that, the quality conversations, where those are, um, if they are in Twitter, well, then you should be engaging in Twitter. But if they're not in Twitter, don't waste your time. But there is a lot of room out there in Twitter for growth and for allowing people, you know, again, to connect and engage. And that's what everybody wants to do is connect and engage. Um, Becky, you're one of the most plugged-in people in the industry. You talk to uh, multiple folks every day. What are they saying about Facebook and Twitter? What are, what are your clients saying? What do they want? They want to be on Facebook and Twitter. They even want to be in Groupons. However, some of our clients really have no need to be on it. They're just going out and they see that the buzz is there. And we have some medical people that want to be on. However, to get them to to even post on these uh, sites is very, very, very difficult. It's trying to get content out of your clients, and I don't feel that it's a great fit for everybody. We need to find out where the buzz is, where the people are, where the users are, and it's not a fit for everyone. Um, Groupons, we have some people that want to be on there, and Groupons is even difficult to get a call back for some of the clients that you want. Same with Foursquare. I mean, Foursquare, you can't get them, you can't even get Foursquare to call you back. They're so inundated. But, you know, there's there is so much companies can be doing and using their time more efficiently that, you know, sometimes Twitter isn't the answer. Sometimes Facebook isn't the answer. Sometimes it's going out and talking to your audience in a forum or a message board. And that is the most powerful you know, tool that could be in a, a client's arsenal. It's just about realizing that. You know, they say that the most um, authentic conversations in Twitter or across Facebook come from the heart, come from the actual client themselves. And I think a lot of uh, digital marketing practitioners out there are having trouble getting their clients to participate in these environments. How do you? How do you get your clients? to put the content in there, to, 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 to actually do the hard work being authentic? Well, sometimes we have to show them the missed opportunities. And then, you know, it, we can present them with the missed opportunities. And then they, the bell, you know, the light bulb goes off, the bell rings, and they're like, oh, okay. And then if we show them, like, be able to show them the ROI at the end of the day, what is their return on investment? And it ends up being that this one person that they engaged with ended up sending them four or five more customers, and they didn't have to do much work. It was just 
either those four or five customers saw the conversation or that person they had a conversation with, uh, you know, recommended them, it makes a little bit more sense for them to spend the half an hour in the morning and the half an hour in the afternoon talking to these people. Um, it's about the priorities of, of where they need to, to place their priorities and, and their resources at the end of the day. So when you, you present it to them with, you're able to back it up with research and data. A lot of these business owners understand that and want to make the time then, or they'll hire an intern or they'll, they'll hire, you know, they'll pull somebody from their customer service staff or their marketing staff to be more dedicated to, to moving the strategy forward. And if they're unable or unwilling to do that, is it acceptable for the digital marketing company for the, for the, um, SEO or SEM company to do that for them? I, to a degree, I would say, and, and in fact, I think that you have to help your clients out in some, in some way, shape, or form with some of these channels with maybe the, monot the more monotonous kind of stuff, the stuff that um, is it, the things that wouldn't require the client's expertise. So if you knew as if you know your client as you should inside and out and you know what content they have and somebody's looking for information on this subject or that subject, you can do that kind of tweeting or that kind of answering on Facebook of pointing the people to that, that content. But if it's something specific, like say if I was a microbrewery and somebody was tweeting and they asked how the their lager was made, how long was it aged? Well, we wouldn't know that you know, as a digital, any digital agency wouldn't know that. That's something you'd have to take back to the client and say, hey, you need to hop into this conversation and, and talk to this person. So it's about making sure you have those those strategies and those policies set in place with your client and get those expectations set. Um, we're, one of the problems with radio format is we are ruled by the tyranny of time and we're running out of time very quickly. So I got a couple quick rapid fire, um, rapid fire questions. Um, important days like uh, Black Friday, Digital Monday. Do you, do you strategize with your clients around uh, significant calendar days? Uh, I do. I mean, we, I mean, we do. Uh, it and it really depends on the client and their industry. So a B two B client wouldn't be strategizing so much around. Um, wouldn't be strategizing so much around Black Friday or Digital Monday, but a B2C client that, you know, was selling selling products would probably definitely be strategizing for. So it's about the investigation and understanding the client. There are definitely days where and events where our clients need to be strategizing around and, and optimizing for and promoting and, and figuring that out. So we do do it for certain days, certain events, things like that. Okay, um, we're down to our very last minute. Um, you know what? You two have been so gracious to take the time uh, to, to, to share with us today. Is there any message that you want to get out from, from Liebeck Marketing to the audience, to potential customers, to, to, to our listeners? Well, basically, I'd say that we, we're taking a different approach to all of this. We don't just silo things. We really look at how all channels of marketing can be combined together and we do the research and and we make sure that that 
that it's measurable, that we don't want something implemented that isn't working. So it's not the highest paid person's opinion. It's let the data speak. How do, uh, how do potential clients engage with you? How do they get a hold of you, and what's, what's the best way to, to establish that relationship? So they can go to LebecIM, which is L-I-B-E-C-K-I-M.com, and check out our website. Uh, we have a lot of thought leadership content out there, and there's a contact form there. And they can also sign up for our newsletter or notification of our thought leadership content. Well, uh, Lee Evans, Becky Ryan, founders uh, of Lee Beck Integrated Marketing, Thank you so much for spending time with us on Webcology today. I can't wait to see both of you again sometime in the near future. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Friends, that was uh, Lee Evans and Becky Ryan from the Beck Integrated Marketing. Um, check out their website, uh, L-I-B-E-C-K-I-M.com. And uh, two of the, two, again, two of the nicest people in the industry. We are almost at the top of the hour. It's three minutes to the top of the hour. I just want to remind you that Webcology is live virtually every Thursday here on webmasterradio.fm. You can catch us, you can catch our podcast in the webmasterradio.fm archives over at iTunes. You can hear us live on iTunes Radio, and you can get the podcast from pretty much any fine podcast and distribution network out there. We have some incredible content coming up on Webmaster Radio. In, uh, in the coming hours, stay tuned. Hopefully Dave Davies will be off the ski hill next week, and uh, we'll be bringing you another live show in seven days. Till then, have an amazing week. <laughs>